Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey everyone, welcome to the Roto-Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's time for football, week 12. And as always, I'm joined by my good buddy, Genie for 07. Grant, how's it going, my friend? Huh? Not too bad. You know, going to win some money tonight in basketball. Excited for tomorrow. You know, hear my family bicker all day. Watch some football. Eat some food that I find delicious. And Twitter will argue about all day long about being terrible. That's the reason you only eat it once a year, which I completely disagree with. Yeah, I mean, are you a turkey person? Like, is that what you guys do? Uh, we're going to do a turkey and then a tenderloin. So, oh, yeah, see, that's solid. Worlds. So, my family does ham, and then my wife's family does a deep fried turkey usually. So, I get the best of both worlds. Nice. Yeah. I mean, my, my biggest thing is like, I love gravy. Like that, that that's the main thing. Like if I any I multiple times a year will cook up a Stouffer's frozen Thanksgiving dinner just because I, I love gravy. <laughs> I got you. I got you. Um yeah, I mean I, I love Thanksgiving. It's it's one of my favorite holidays just because you're with family and all the all the stuff that's gone on over the last couple of years. Um almost a couple years now, but over the last year or so, it'd be nice just to see a lot of family and, um, you know, catch up and like you said, watch football. I mean, it's one of my favorite slates of the season as far as DFS. And I mean, you just, you watch the games, you enjoy them, you're watching them with family. They're just kind of watching and you're just kind of sweating out some stuff. And I mean, for me in Florida, I mean, I get the, I got some sports betting going and um, I mean, got some prize picks going like it's it's a it's a fun fun time so we're not here to talk thursday football will and i did that if you're listening to the podcast and that is still um going if not uh, we're here to talk about the main slate 10 games uh interesting i think is the best way to put this slate uh, i mean we have one total over 50 and a lot of totals kind of sitting around like 44 to 46 um, on this slate. Yeah. No, I mean, there's not really a huge standout spot, game stack spot 
outside of that one that's over 50, which is Tampa Bay Indy. Like everything else, like the thing I like is we have terrible team going versus terrible team in a few spots, or at least terrible defense going against terrible defense, where I think there could be some surprisingly high upside spots. And then like the Rams going up against the Packers, like not horribly high total, but a game that could potentially be high scoring shootout. Like we have some fun spots here and some real high upside spots. So I definitely think it's an interesting slate and there's still a lot of running backs that are just too low priced. I mean, we'll get to this game, but am I weird for really liking the Atlanta Jacksonville game? No, not even (laughs) remotely. Like that's, that's a, that's a beautiful game there. Oh man. I, I was looking at this slate earlier and I was like, all right, let's go Jacksonville, Atlanta. Um, so let's jump into it. We start with that game, actually. That's kind of funny. Um, I did not do that on purpose. 46 and a half total Atlanta, one and a half point favorites here. So looking at this Atlanta team, Cordell Patterson, from everything that I've read, is expected to play, right? Um, yeah. So he's expected to be back this week. He's been limited a little bit um, during practice and stuff. But, I mean, this is a spot that I absolutely love this game. I like Cordell Patterson a lot. I like Kyle Pitts a lot. Um, And, man, I mean, Russell Gage, he's hit or miss. But, I mean, I don't mind potentially looking at him in this spot. I really like this game as a game stack, too. Yeah, no, I love this game stack. I love Pitts. I love Patterson. Like, going with Gage or Sharp or Ezekiel. Or Zacchaeus. Um, like, I just don't have interest in that. Like, I know where this offense goes. They're going up against Jacksonville. Jacksonville is one of the worst pass defenses in the game in the league. Like, this was one of the ones I was talking about. It's uh, two trash teams with trash defenses. I think there's going to be a lot of fantasy points scored here, and we know exactly who it's going to. I don't know what ownership's going to look like this weekend. I don't care. Like. The volume for Pitts and Patterson is going to be beautiful. And if you want to throw in Matt Ryan, stack them together, like, I I love it. I absolutely love it on this slate. You're essentially, if you put Patterson and Pitts in your lineup, you're and you throw a wide receiver in the flex, you're pretty much getting a six wide receiver, one running back lineup. It's going to be fun. But, like, the upside here is massive. Matt Ryan put up some big games. Patterson, we've seen, put up massive games. The touchdown equity is huge. Ryan has looked bad the last two weeks, but going up against the Patriots, like, the last th- four weeks, Patriots, Dallas, New Orleans, Carolina. Those are some of the best defenses in the league so far this season. I don't think people understand that. Like, prior to that, Ryan was going off on a fairly consistent basis, had multiple touchdowns and five or six straight games averaged 300 yards in that span like he can do some work here and people are just going to forget that because he faced the number two Patriots defense number four Dallas defense number five New Orleans defense and number six Carolina defense he's literally had the toughest defensive schedule over the last four weeks in the league and it's not remotely close Moving on to the Jacksonville side, I mean, our boy Dan Arnold disappeared last week. That game was just ugly. It was just an all-around ugly game for the Jags. Um, so I think this is a spot that I'm uh, I'm definitely going to go back to the well on him. Like, 
Lawrence only threw the ball 25 times. The, the, the 49ers just can absolutely controlled that game. And I mean, for me, looking at this spot, Atlanta is a team that doesn't have a great defense. Um, so, I mean, I think Dan Arnold's interesting. I think Jones and Chenault in the Atlanta stacks are interesting. And I mean, I might actually get some James Robinson this week. I can't remember the last time I actually had interest in playing him. But I mean, this is a spot he should have a really solid game. Uh, James Robinson might be my favorite running back to play on the entire slate. I mean, this guy is a workhorse back. Like he's going to get 20 plus carries going up against a terrible Atlanta team. He's good. He's been putting up numbers like after the first few weeks. He's been putting up pretty good numbers outside of the game he got injured. Like, he has, what, eight rushing touchdowns on the season, maybe nine. Like, he's doing very well this season. It's getting overlooked, and now he draws an incredible matchup, and he's 6.2K. Like, James Robinson is playing this game. If you want to go with Arnold, that's fine. Like, I have no problem with that. He disappeared last week. Don't care. I'll play him again. He's 4K. He's one of Lawrence's favorite targets. Jones and Chenault, like, I don't know. I'm, I'm fine with it. Like, if you want to, as a bring back, or if you want to stack up this game, it's fine. Like, Jones started off the season so well and then just kind of doing nothing. Like, Chenault just hasn't turned into what we hoped he would turn into. But they're, they're on the board. But really, Robinson just stands out as an absolutely fantastic play here. Yeah, I mean – he he's in a he's such a good spot here and i mean it'd be really interesting we don't have ownership up yet i think this is a spot where he i have a tough time kind of judging ownership for him because i mean taylor's just been absolutely crushing he gets a matchup a tough matchup against tampa christian mccaffrey a fantastic matchup against the Miami Dolphins. Um, and then Harris gets a matchup with Cincinnati. I mean, there's good spots on this slate. So it'd be really interesting to see where Robertson's ownership kind of, I think it also depends on Aaron Jones uh, because if Aaron Jones ends up sitting again, AJ Dillon is still pretty cheap. Um, Gaskin's still pretty cheap. So we'll have to kind of see how it plays out, but a lot of interest in Robinson as well, right there with you. We got the Jets and the Texans, 44 and a half total here. Houston, two and a half point favorite. Uh, talk to me here about the Jets. There's so many things I want to play. I just don't know exactly what to do. Like, I don't know. Zach Wilson, it looks like Zach Wilson's going to start. And this running back core is like without Carter in there. I, who, who are we going to use? I don't know. Like, my favorite would be Ty Johnson, who's going up against. Houston, but like it's it's pretty much a committee again without Carter in there. Like I, I think the play is probably finally use Zach Wilson, pair him with either Corey Davis or Jamison Crowder or Elijah Moore has been fantastic recently. I don't know if Zach Wilson coming back is going to like really change that. We could see that, but he's looked really good. He's getting a ton of volume. He's doing a ton with that volume. Like Elijah Moore is going to be a good wide receiver and probably is already there. Like, I think you attack the passing game here over on the Jets side. And I'm not going to fault you with any one of those three wide receivers. But I mean, Davis is probably my favorite just because the rapport he had with Zach Wilson. 
but I'm I'm not going to argue with Crowder or Moore. Yeah, I mean, the two starts that Crowder was actually active with him, I mean, nine and six targets. So uh, I think the upside is there for Crowder and uh, Davis. I mean, Moore was even getting the targets, and with the running back situation kind of being what it is, uh, I think this is just a great spot to target these wide receivers. Uh, I mean... I don't even want to rule out playing some Zach Wilson at 5,100 here. So, I mean, the dude did throw the ball at least 32 times in every single start when he was healthy this year. So if he's going to chuck a little bit here in this game, it's a good good matchup against Houston. And then on the other side, the Houston side, I mean, what are we? Is it David Johnson week? No, like Rex Burke had 18 carries last week. Like. Uh, <laughs> never thought we'd get to the point again where uh, I mean Philip Lindsay released right he mm-hmm. so he's he's out of the picture now so I mean David Johnson and Burkhead probably spit splitting carries here I, I just I have no idea what to even think here I with think it Houston. was more game script because they were just crushing Tennessee the entire time right they, they were perfect. just running it down their throat controlling the ball yeah, so I mean, I think the main thing is like Burkhead or yeah, Burkhead was in there just to kind of like they needed a power back. Like David Johnson's more of a finesse back, more of a receiving back. This game, I think, can go a few different ways, and it could be a competitive game. Like I, I like Tarod, I like David Johnson, I like Cooks. Like this is a weird spot where I don't think many people are going to play David Johnson. Cooks just disappeared because they didn't have to throw the ball last week. So. Outside of last week, like, he's getting huge volume, like some of the most volume in the league. Like, toe rods actually look good this season. I, I He's 5.3K. He has rushing upside going up against the worst rush D in the entire league by a wide margin. I don't know what their numbers are against quarterbacks, but I largely kind of disregard that because it's all matchup dependent because the worst team against – rushing quarterbacks in the league will probably still only give up 10 yards to Tom Brady. So I I, I don't – that's a little side tangent, but Tyrod Taylor, like 5.3K. I think there's some upside there. David Johnson, 4.5K. He's a cheap back that I think will be more involved in the offense than guys I don't mind throwing in with Tyrod. And then Brandon Cooks, like the volume's just there every single week outside of last week. And even last week, like – they only threw the ball 24 times. This is just a perfect spot here, a trash game that I think could be full of a ton of fantasy value. Yeah, I mean, it's hard not to like how just sloppy the defense should be in this game in general. Yep. Um, anything else? We're moving on. Move on. Tennessee at New England, 44 and a half total here. New England, a six and a half point favorite. Tennessee bounce back game? I don't know. I mean, this is obviously not the same offense without Derrick Henry. Yeah, no. I mean, AJ Brown is really the only thing, but I'm probably fading Tennessee. Um, New England looks good. Their defense looks great. Tennessee's kind of in shambles. Like, McNichols should be back here. So I don't know if I can trust a running game. A.J. Brown is going to be the main guy. Like, he can go off for a big game, but I 
we know New England. We know that they try and shut down their best weapon. Like I think New England shuts down AJ Brown. I, I have no real desire in the Tennessee off uh, offense, like at all. I mean, what about Westbrook? Uh, is it Ikeen? Um 4K, eight targets last week when they were trailing. I mean, if we're playing that whole New England's going to shut down or try to shut down A.J. Brown, I mean, I don't think that Fitzpatrick and Rodgers out-snap Westbrook here. Um, I mean, at 4K, I think I... I think I'll take some shots because, I mean, on the New England side, we're, we'll talk about it in a minute. I don't mind, like, a Jacoby Myers here. The running back situation is kind of messed up. But, I mean, I think this is a great spot for someone like Myers. So, if I'm playing Myers, maybe I get some um, Westbrook. Is like, And it's a, it's a really cheap stack at that point. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I don't hate that. Uh, yeah, no, that's definitely not a terrible move. I think you're. I think you're right. I kind of got right there with you. He I mean, it's so cheap. It's nine k for two wide receivers. Yeah. If you get thirty points out of those guys, you're you're sitting pretty good. Yeah, I mean, he did have eight targets for 170 yards and seven receptions last week. Yeah, I like that call. So he'll probably have two targets this week. Um, because yep. NFL. Every time he's been chalked, he's busted entirely, which is one time. Small sample size. <laughs> Small sample size. On the New England side, I mean, I just kind of said it. I, I like Jacoby Myers. You know, you always worry about the touchdown. You know, the 15 fantasy point game that he's had this season was the touchdown game. You know, what are your thoughts on New England? Yeah, I like Myers. Like, I honestly don't hate any of their wide receivers. It's kind of a crapshoot. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if I just kind of faded this game. I mean, Stevenson seems to be taking a pretty decent workload. Um, like, it seems like a split backfield. They'll be used in different situations. I don't know. Honestly, like, yeah, I don't mind Myers, but I might be fading the rest of this game. I mean, it's a Patriots game. Yes, sometimes they put up 40 points. Sometimes there's just not anything that you're really going to love. And, I mean, Harris was fun for a little bit. Stevenson was fun for that one week where Harris was out. Now it's kind of just kind of – any one of these guys, I don't care about stats. Any one of these guys can go off for a big game, and I'm not going to try and pick and choose which one it's going to be. If Harris sits, I like Stevenson a lot. Yeah. Yeah, I should probably preface that. It looks like Harris is going to play, right? I think though. he plays, too. I know he was limited. Um, he didn't play a lot last week. I think it was more of – I mean, they were just kind of cruising against the Falcons, so with him being banged up, I, I mean, they didn't really need him, but – I still don't trust the situation if they're both healthy and playing. So, um, Pittsburgh at Cincinnati. Is that where we go next? Um, no, Philly. Sorry, I, I totally was going to skip the Philly Giants game. 46 total. Philly, three and a half point favorite. Any interest here in the Eagles? I honestly don't know. I mean, Sanders got a pretty decent workload, but I mean, Scott still ran the ball six times. Gainwell was largely absent. Like, it seems like Miles Sanders is the majority back right now. I mean, Hurts at 7.3K when they only thrown the ball 24, 23, 17, and 14 times over the last four weeks. Like, I know he's hit value because of his rushing upside, but all they're going to do is put the ball on the ground over and over and over again. I mean, 
I have no interest in Devon Smith. I have very little interest in Goddard, although Goddard can still end up getting there any single week and he's probably going to get a pretty decent target share. But if they're going to just run the ball over and over again, this is going to be a slowed down pace game. Like the only guy I really have any interest in is probably Sanders. And I really don't have that much interest in him, but he is going up against one of the worst rush defenses in the league. And if they're going to just keep doing this, even with Boston, Boston Scott stealing a few carries, like Sanders is talented enough where if he gets 12 carries, then he has a chance for a decent game. So if he's going to get that, which it looks like he is, I, I have no problem with playing Sanders, but that I'm, I'm probably fading everything else because even Hurts can snake away a goal line carry. I mean, I can play Hurts naked, but like every other skill position is just kind of off my board. Yeah, I really like Miles Sanders. I think he's too cheap. I mean, I don't mind playing Hurts with like a Goddard or a Smith. I think Sanders is too cheap. I really like this spot against the Giants run defense, so Bring it on, Miles Sanders. Bring it on. I think it's also very helpful for Miles Sanders that Jordan Howard is likely not going to play in this game. Um, so that's a potential. I mean, Hertz could still potentially take some goal line work away from Sanders. But, I, I mean, uh, with Jordan Howard being out of the game, I think that's, you know, pretty huge. So, um, Giants side of things. I mean, this team, it just can, they continue to look terrible. Philly is terrible against tight ends. I don't want to play Ingram. I mean, I don't, I don't want to play Galladay. I mean, Barkley, I think. Barkley is 6K. I know he's so cheap, too. Um, I mean, he's, he's limited, but I I feel like he's going to be limited all year. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me, but even at 6K, limited Saquon Barkley is so interesting. I mean, Philly is a little bit below average against the run. I really don't care. Like, he's going to get dump-offs out of the backfield. He went up against Tampa Bay last week, and people say, like, oh, I really didn't do too much. Well, he went up against Tampa Bay, and the game script was not good. Like, they weren't going to run the ball with him. Like, Barkley is a great play at 6.3K, like a great play. Everyone else is kind of trash. Like, if Tony ends up playing, guy's electric. Guy's going to get a ton of targets. Don't hate playing him, but – it, it's it's the Barkley. It's, I think it's going to be the Barkley show a little bit here. And this price tag does not show his talent and his even like if he's getting 60, 70 percent of the workload. I think that's enough at his price tag where he can go off for a pretty massive game at his price tag. I mean, last what was his snap count last week? I feel like it was about 70 percent, 50, 59 percent. But I don't know if that was. How much did he play down the stretch when the game was kind of out of touch? So uh, I think I'm showing 70% here. I mean, you could be right. Um, yeah, I, I just double checked gridiron IQ. It looks like about 70%, which that's great. I'll happily take that with Barkley. And that was his first game back. It was a bit of a blowout. Like Booker, I think I didn't see him at all until like close to the end of the fourth quarter. I wasn't paying that closely attention, but yeah, I, I don't care. I'm playing Barkley. I'm playing a lot of Barkley. Yeah. I'm, I, I have 70% too. I double checked. Um, I, I mean, I think this is a great spot for, for Barkley here. I also kind of like Tony. I mean, he has big playability with his speed and quickness. 
I mean, he's 5,200. He had 12 targets last week. Daniel Jones really likes this guy. I, I mean, I think Kadarius Tony is someone that uh, if, uh, I mean, I like him a lot if Shepard still is out because I don't know how that dynamic will work with Slayton, Shepard, Galladay, and Tony. I would guess it would be Slayton that would lose yeah. snaps. Uh, I mean, Galladay, uh, he's eventually going to show up, right? 5,100. He's only had you one really so. good game. Like, they paid this guy a lot of money, and we know how good and talented Kenny Galladay is. It just hasn't been getting the job done, that's for sure. So. No, I'm pretty sure it's Daniel Jones that hasn't been getting the job done. Well, this offense is getting healthy. Like Ingram's healthy, Daniel Jones is healthy, Barkley's back. I mean, this is going to be a different look Giants offense now. And I mean, this is a divisional game, so it's kind of a big game in general. Uh, Pittsburgh at Cincinnati, 45 and a half total here. Bengals, four and a half point favorites. Any interest here in the Steelers? Najee, DeJounte. That's kind of it. Like, we know where the volume goes. Both of them can go off for a big game. I mean, DeJounte Johnson, Deontay, not DeJounte. Um, Deontay Johnson, like, he, uh, what? Let's look at it. Out of the last seven weeks, he's had 13 targets in five of them. Like, the volume's there. He can still get touchdowns. Gives you a nice floor. Gives you a nice ceiling. Too cheap at 6.6K. Going up against an average defense, like he can easily get it done. Like you're not getting that kind of that kind of consistency too often. And then Najee Harris just plays every single down kind of matchup proof because they'll still dump off the ball to him in a blowout. Not a terrible matchup versus Cincinnati. Like it's it's those two guys. I mean, the problem with Najee is he's 8.2K, so I prefer Johnson a little bit, but I'm not going to argue with the kind of floor that he gives you and the ceiling that he gives you with multi-touchdown upside. I'm staying away from Big Ben. Probably not playing Claypool, although I'm not against it. But it's Johnson and it's Najee. I like Fairmuth a lot in this game. Uh, 4,300. Ebron's doubtful. Um, we, we've seen there's obviously a connection there with Fairmuth, especially in the red zone with Ben. So... I like Fairmuth a lot in this game. I definitely, you know, Harris and Johnson. Claypool is a tournament interest. Um, but, I mean, I don't mind the Steelers in this game because I, I really like the Cincinnati side of this game. Going over to the Cincinnati side, I mean, Chase is someone that I love playing. His, his, just, his ceiling is so high. Joe Mixon, we talked about him last week. And he absolutely crushed. This is like four of the last five games put up at least 25 fantasy points, and he's still 7,500. What are your thoughts here on the Bengals? Yeah, I mean, Mixon is getting a ton of work. If they're leading, then they're just going to run the ball over and over again. If they're down, then he can still end up getting a decent amount of work in the passing game. So another guy that's game script proof, his numbers on the season are actually fantastic. People don't often realize that he's he's a legit workhorse back and that he is like actually doing very very well with the work that he's getting so Mixon, chase higgins still seems a little bit too cheap at 5.4k i know that he was chalk last week and kind of just disappointed but this guy 
Like prior to last week, eight targets, six targets, 15 targets, six targets, seven targets, 10 targets. Like he's getting the volume here. Um, I prefer Chase, but obviously he's drastically more expensive. But I think T. Higgins can get it done. And I mean, I don't mind throwing Burrows in the stack at any given time. Like I know that they want to run the ball. And I think you're kind of, if I'm playing Burrow, I'm almost certainly running it back with Najee assuming that Pittsburgh leads for most of the game. So it's kind of like Cincinnati. They're going to run the ball a lot if they are ahead. It's just what they've done, like game script neutral for a large portion of the season. They've been running the ball a lot. And whenever they're ahead, they definitely run the ball a lot. So it's all kind of how you want to correlate it. I think you correlate Mixon with Deontay Johnson. You correlate Burrow with Najee Harris. Tampa Bay at Indy, 52-and-a-half total here. Tampa, three-point favorite. Um, I mean, Tampa on the turf indoors. Got to like it. Um, talk to me here about the Bucks. I mean, Indy's got a very, very good run defense. Tampa Bay likes to throw the ball a lot. Tampa, uh, Indy has a below-average pass defense. So, Brady, Godwin, Evans. And also, I like Gronk here. Like, Gronk really hasn't gotten it done too much. Like, he had a pretty decent game last week, but obviously, like, didn't really do much the first week he was back, didn't play the next week, still been dealing with injuries. But I think there's a spot where Gronk has a big game here. Like, he's probably my favorite target and favorite guy to pair with, Brady. So, Gronk at 4.4K, I think there's a spot where he goes for two touchdowns. Evans, Godwin, both of them are fine, like, Brady's going to throw the ball regardless. They're not going to want to run the ball versus Indy. So this is a 27.75 implied team total for Tampa Bay. I think it's almost entirely coming through the air. I think there's three to four touchdowns coming for Brady. Like this is, this is going to be a fun game to watch and it's going to be a fun game to stack in fantasy. Yeah. I mean, obviously I think this is one of the best games on the slate and I'm with you on Gronk. Remember like no Kelsey, no Waller on, on this slate. You know, Kittle is on the slate, but I mean, when we're looking at like big, big name tight ends, um, they're not they're not playing on the slate. So Pitts is here, but he's technically a wide receiver. Who's that? Pitts is here, but he's technically a he's wide, a wide receiver. receiver. Yeah, uh, I mean, as someone that watched him play at Florida, uh, he's a wide receiver. Um, I mean, Evans, Godwin, Gronk, Brady, all very much in play. Uh, I mean, the run defense for the Colts is very good. Brady is very good at just doing everything he can. I don't mind Fournette on a full point PPR site because of his catches and targets. Um, all he needs is to get in the end zone. So uh, the cold side, I mean, Jonathan Taylor is just, he, he's just so good. Uh, you know, he was one of my favorite plays last week. He absolutely crushed. Um, I mean, the workload, he is one of the most matchup proof backs in the NFL. He is 9,100 going up against the Tampa defense. Um, I don't know what to do with Jonathan Taylor. Play him. Like, the big thing with Jonathan Taylor, like, he's going to get volume. They're going to run the ball regardless. And we've seen one or two running backs actually do decent in the running game going up against Tampa. But, like, even if, they 
like shut him down the running game, he's going to get it done in the passing game. Like this guy is still going to receive the ball a little bit out of the backfield. I know Hines is there. I know that's a little worry, but Jonathan Taylor is absolutely electric. He's been fantastic. They've got a great line. I don't really care the matchup. I'm going to play him against even Tampa Bay. Outside of that, like, I'm, I'm probably staying away from Wentz and Pittman outside of stacking this game. Like, I have no problem with playing them. But, like, they don't stand out as great plays to me, and I think they're going to be very, very chalky in this spot. Both of them are fine. They're not great. Like, again, if I'm playing them, I'm bringing it back with probably Gronk and Evans or Gronk and Godwin. I don't mind Jack Doyle and Pittman in the passing game. I mean, we kind of expect this to be a high-scoring game, so I, I want to run it back here. Uh, we should have mentioned Antonio Brown is doubtful. Um, I mean, they said there's a potential to return, but, I mean, from everything that I've read, he's doubtful. So I really like Pittman. I, I really like Doyle. I mean, T.Y. Hilton just can't stay healthy. So, I mean, and Jonathan Taylor, I think he's just someone that could beast mode here. If you're a, if you're a 150 MME guy, I don't mind getting some Heinz exposure on the slate for what it's worth. Um, I think he's someone that could be used a lot in this game if they are, are trailing and they're just going to kind of abandon running the ball and they're going to get him on the field a bunch. Uh, we've seen it a few times this season where he's played 40% of the snaps and he's been on the field with Taylor at the same time. So I wouldn't be shocked if like, this is a game that like Hines ends up with like six, seven catches and it will just come down to if he gets into the end zone or not um, at 4k. So just saying, if you're an MME guy, I don't mind maybe getting some exposure to Hines here. Uh, moving on, we got Panthers, Dolphins, 42 total, Carolina, two-point favorites. You talked about Cam Newton last week. I should have listened to you. Um, I could take my L's. I'm very good at taking my L's. I have no issues with that whatsoever. 21 for 27, two touchdowns. Also, 10 attempts rushing through a touchdown or rushing touchdown for the second straight week. I mean, this is uh, – I wouldn't say it's a dream matchup, but it's a dream matchup for Cam Newton. Miami's run defense – might actually be legit, Grant. Like, they, they might actually be really good. Um, and, and they just might have been really terrible to start the season. I – Cam Newton, DJ Moore kind of combo. Cam Newton, Christian McCaffrey, because he's not a normal running back. I mean, Cam Newton's 5,600 in this spot. And yeah, don't forget Cam Newton, Robbie Anderson. I mean, Sam Darnold can't complete a pass to him. P.J. Walker can't complete a pass to him. But Cam Newton certainly can. Had a pretty decent connection to him so far this season. Like, yeah, I like the spot. I'm a little bit lower on McCaffrey. Like, if I'm playing him, I'm probably playing him with Cam. Um, just because, like, I don't know, I'm, I'm worried about Cam taking away vulturing touchdowns to him. But he, I mean, he's getting the receiving game work. So it really doesn't matter too much. Like, McCaffrey can get it done without doing anything on the ground. Like, it's just that simple. The volume for him is fantastic. You're right, Miami has a pretty decent run defense, but, again, not does not matter. Like, I love Cam Newton this weekend. He's one of my favorite plays on the slate. I think that he's too cheap at 5.6K when you consider his rushing upside. I mean, one of these weeks he's going to end up with three rushing touchdowns, and I think this week could be the week. He might end up being the top-scoring 
quarterback on the entire slate at 5.6K. Like, if you want to pair him with someone, don't want to spend that much money, then you can go Robbie Anderson. If you do want to spend some money, like, DJ Moore is incredibly talented and very good in the open field. Like, Robbie Anderson's good down the field. It seems like Cam's shoulder is a little bit healthier this year because he hasn't been beat up the entire time. This is just a great spot right now, and I, I think Cam Newton is just far, far too cheap. Yeah, I mean, I and then on the Miami side of this game, Gaskin, I think, is someone you could potentially play here. Jalen Waddell, obviously he's Tua's main target. Gusecki's another guy I think you could look at. But, I mean, the Miami side, Carolina defense has been really good this season. And, I mean, this is a tough matchup. I think if I'm playing Miami, it's in Carolina stacks. Yeah, I like Gaskin regardless. Like, the volume has just been incredible so far. I know that Carolina's a tough defense, but they're definitely more susceptible versus the run than versus the pass. I think Miami runs the ball 20 times with them. Gaskin's a great play. Waddle, not going to argue with it, but... I mean, I think Miami's or Carolina's just a tough matchup. He's fine, but if I'm going to play Waddle, I'm probably stacking this game up and using him as a bring back. But I drastically, drastically prefer Gaskins and, and Gasecki. I mean, 5.3K just seems a little bit too high price for him. All right, we move on to the 4 o'clock games. We have three this week. We got the Chargers and the Broncos, 47.5 total. Chargers, a three-point favorite here. Uh, any interest here in the Chargers? Yeah, yeah. I mean, main suspects. They have a 25.25 implied team total. I think it's the, what, second highest, third highest on the slate. Not in love with them. I'm, I'm going to wait and see where ownership ends up going. Like, I like Keenan Allen. I like Eckler. I like Herbert. But I think they could all get played way more than they should. I think Allen's probably my favorite target here. I mean, just the volume has been fantastic recently. You're getting a nice floor, a nice ceiling. Like, it's going to end up with a two-touchdown game at some time. Eckler coming off that big game, I think, is going to be played way too much. So, Keenan Allen's probably the play for me in this game. But I'm I'm just going to wait and see where ownership ends up coming out at. I mean, Keenan Allen has just returned back to that massive target guy over the last few weeks. Um, Mike Williams was kind of eating into it, but like Keenan Allen is just, he's just. Mike Williams was eating everything the first four or five weeks. It was incredible. And then it's incredible how much he's dropped off the face of the earth. Yeah. I mean, Eckler, huge price increase for Austin Eckler. We talked about him being too cheap last week. I feel like he's too expensive this week. I, I mean, we, 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 we flipped the table on him. Um, I mean, he could get 10 targets in this game though, uh, against this Denver run defense. So, I mean, Eckler, I think is interesting on PPR sites, full point PPR sites, the Denver side, I mean, this is – it's such a tough team to figure out. They're coming off of a bye, right? So this would be coming off the bye and at home going up against the Chargers? Yep. Um, I mean, I don't love the running game. So I think Jerry Judy at 5,500, Corton Sutland at 5,400, and Noah Fant at 46 would be my main targets here from the Broncos. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm probably not playing Sutton. Like, just since Judy has come back into the fold, it really hasn't been horribly involved. I mean, honestly, seems like Tim Patrick is the second target in this offense instead of Sutton here. So no interest in Sutton. Probably not a ton of interest in Patrick. Like, it's Fanton, it's Judy. Like, Judy has gotten the volume. I'm mostly using them, like, kind of stack it up, bring it back with Eckler. That's probably the main situation I'll be using Eckler. Like, Fant's good. He's a little bit too cheap at 4.6K. And Judy is far too cheap at 5.5K, considering his potential volume in this game where they're probably going to be trailing for a large part of it. Nine targets, eight targets the last two weeks. Hasn't gotten a touchdown, but that's going to end up coming soon. Like, I like Judy. I like Fant, and that's that's kind of it. Um, I think that's kind of it from that game. Let's move on. We got the Vikings and the 49ers. 48 and a half total here. San Francisco with three point favorites. Any interest here in the Vikings? I like Jefferson. Like Cook's fine. Thieland's a solid play too. Like I, I pretty much like I play a heavy amount of all three of these guys every single week. And I mean, this week's going to be no different, but I'm definitely going a lot heavier on Jefferson. The guy has been so good. I think this is a spot where San Francisco probably controls a large portion of the game. They're just going to run it over and over again against the Vikings and their mediocre to bad to very bad pass or rush defense. I think there's a Jefferson 30 point spot and the guy's so good. He's going to get the volume here. I think he does a lot with it. Like Jefferson's the play, but I, I don't really like if you want to play Conklin, that's fine. Like he's a cheap tight end that can get t- targeted in the end zone, gets a decent enough tar- amount of targets, gives you a little bit of a floor. He's been good recently. He's too underpriced, but Jefferson is a fantastic play. Yeah, I mean, I wrote him up a lot last week in the extra survey. Him, I mean, it like gosh, if I would have nailed like the, the lineup on the same lineup, I would have had a monster week. Um, I was really close to having a monster week last week. It was a really, really good week. It was just very close to having it was one of those like, all right, the season might actually be paid for type weeks. So um yeah. I mean it happens though, you know. I was close. I needed I had like one lineup that was I think came in like twelfth or something in on Yahoo. And that's with two guys in my lineup in the afternoon. I want to say I had Jamar Chase and Hunter Renfro and Zach Ertz in the late game. And Ertz obviously went off, but Chase and Renfro did nothing. And I was about eight points out of first place with both those guys. Yeah, so it wasn't – it was looking like it was pretty good and then just kept seeing Chase and Renfro do nothing. Got to love those weeks, right? Those are the best. Yeah. Um, I'm Like, I had some really good Cousins, Adams, Jefferson stacks last week. And just, like – couple pieces from each of those teams i just needed a couple extra pieces so anyway um i mean the vikings i feel like you know you talked about jefferson i feel like they're a very easy team you play cook you play jefferson you play Thielen. you might mix in some cocklin um i mean this game has one of the higher totals it always seems like the vikings are in shootout games Uh, i mean their defense is not great. Uh, they're one of the worst overall defenses in the league. They struggle against the pass and the run. So going to the other side, Jimmy G, um, I mean, I kind of want to see for the 49ers. I want to see if Mitchell's going to play. 
if he plays, I, I mean, I definitely have some interest in him, but I think this is a great spot for Debo Samuel to get back on track. I think this is a great spot for George Kittle. Um, I think Debo Samuel is just someone that at 7,900 could potentially come in lower owned. And I think he just absolutely crushes in this spot. Yeah. If Mitchell ends up coming back, I really like him and he's by far my favorite target. He ends up missing. I think Jeff Wilson, after ruining people's days, is a great play. Like, Minnesota's got a bad run defense. San Francisco wants to run the ball. I have no problem with Debo. No problem with Kittle. Like, they're going to get the volume. Debo, like, honestly, I like Debo better if Mitchell ends up missing because they they just love running the ball with him. And it's working out great. Like, it's working out fantastically. Um, But, yeah, if Mitchell ends up playing, Mitchell's my favorite target. Like, this – Minnesota run defense is just bad. If Mitchell ends up missing, then Debo is absolutely the way to go. New throws, Kittle. I kind of like Jimmy G. I played him a lot last week. And I mean, it's not like they had a bad game last week. They just Jacksonville couldn't score. Well, I mean, the real problem is that Jimmy G would have at least gotten 20 points if he would have just. And I, I I went way overweight on way over. I I had so much Jeff Wilson and Jimmy G missed him in the end zone for a touchdown. And Debo comes in and rushes it in. So (laughs) like that, that's how fantasy goes. Sometimes it's literally one bad throw is the difference between a good week for multiple players and a bad week for multiple players. Yeah. I mean, I, I just potentially getting a game like a shootout type of game here. Um, it's just, I don't know. I kind of like Jimmy G. We'll see. Rams and Packers, 47 and a half total. Packers, a uh, half a point favorite. Um, <laughs> that You don't see that very often, right? Like a uh, half a point favorite in football. Anyway, going to the Rams here. They're coming off of a bye. I mean, I expect them to come out fresh here. And how do you not love Cooper Cup in this spot? Yeah, are they actually a half a point favorite? I think that might be aggro. They might be a half point favorite. Yeah, I think they're they're. It's kind of just different between each sports book. Some of them have it as the Rams as a one point favorite. Some places have it as a pick'em. Some places have it as the forty or the Packers as a one point favorite. I'm checking it. The scores and odds app to see exactly what it is everywhere because now it's going to bother me if I can actually find it. The weirdest one is I've occasionally seen, um, yeah, on MGM the Rams are or the Packers are the favorite, and on every other site the Rams are a one point favorite. So you know what? Tip of the day: bet both sides of it. Hope for a tie. I've seen it once this season. Um, don't do that. That's that's terrible gambling strategy. <laughs> like that happens twice a season over the course of like 160 games. Um, but in case, yeah. So uh Rams, Cooper Cup, Henderson. Like Cooper Cup's so expensive though. Like it's it's when was the last time we saw a 9.6k wide receiver? I, I mean, he's kind of worth it him and adams have just been absolutely crushing this season yeah well it's it's we didn't talk of yeah i mean we'll talk about him in a minute but yeah 
Yeah, but 9.6K is just... I think Henderson's the best play on the Rams, but I'm not going to argue with Cup. I'm not going to argue with OBJ because, like, the dude has talent. They're going to throw the ball. Stafford's a good quarterback. A week of practice with him, he might end up doing something. Like, without Woods in there, like, Stafford has to throw to someone. OBJ's 5K. and Like, it's not... It's no longer Baker throwing to him. Sean McVay is an actual good coach that will scheme him. And I'm not going to be surprised if he ends up rushing the ball four or five times in this game. Like he's going to turn into the Robert Woods role. And occasionally once or twice the rest of the season, he's going to go off for a big game, whether he's good or not, who knows, but OBJ is going to do a lot in this offense. So, and I mean, it's just the main pieces, but Henderson is by far my favorite play. Over, under six and a half targets for OBJ in this game. I think that that's a good line. Um, I think I'll go with the under, but I think that's because 65% of the time he ends up with under that. 35% of the time he ends up with 10 plus targets. Like I think it's going to be the feast or famine with him and... You don't know when it's going to happen every single week, kind of like what it was with Robert Woods. So I was looking at this earlier this year uh, or earlier this earlier today, not earlier this year, and Woods was averaging 7.7 targets a game. Yeah. So I think six and a half is a good line on OBJ. Um, 5K. I think Van Jefferson is someone that – you don't, you don't want to really forget about this guy. Six or more targets in four straight games. I mean, Henderson is a good play. I think this is going to be a high-scoring game. Like, the Rams wide receivers average the most fantasy points per game this season for a reason. Yeah. How many – what do you think Cooper Cup's reception prop is at? Eight and a half. Eight and a half is correct. Heavy juice on the under, but – yeah, I, I made a lot of money earlier on in the season betting the over on his reception prop. Got him. Green Bay side of this game, I mean, all all depends um, on Aaron Jones and Devontae Adams. You know, Devontae Adams, I don't think he'll, he'll sit here. Uh, I mean, it was a shoulder and an ankle, so we'll have to kind of pay attention to it, though. And then Aaron Jones, I mean, with the knee injury, they said it could be a couple weeks when it happened. So if he's out, uh, AJ Dillon. Ultra shock. Yeah. I mean, six catches last week, 11 rushes, 5,900 going up against the Rams. I don't mind him. Um, I mean, it's Adams, it's Scantling, I guess, and Dillon. Yep. That's pretty much it. Like that, that's when we say the same thing every single week. Except for this week, you replace the name Jones with Dylan. Like it's Rogers, it's Adams, it's Dylan. What do you think Scantley's ownership's going to be at forty one hundred coming off a twenty five fantasy point game? Eight percent, nine percent. You don't think it'll be more popular? No, I don't think so. Could be wrong. I don't do ownership projections, but it'd be a lot weird. higher if Adams ends up sitting. <laughs> if Adams is upsetting, it's like. 40%. Yeah, it'd be it'd be way too high. Um All right, let's play the morning grind game and then we'll get out of here. Give me a quarterback that throws for 300 plus yards this week. Oh gosh, that's tough. <laughs> that, 
Zach. Uh, no, I'm going to go Matt Ryan. I was. I almost said Zach Wilson. Right. Oh, you took my guy, Matt Ryan. That was. That's who I was going to pick. Um. I think the only way this game stays close is if Carson Wentz does what he did against Baltimore and throws for 400 yards. So give me Carson Wentz. Jonathan Taylor is not going to be able to run the ball 30 times in this game, or they're going to lose by 25 points. By the way, it is funny. The highest priced quarterback is almost 2K higher than the fourth highest priced quarterback on the slate. Yeah, I mean, I definitely like the idea of paying down a quarterback here. Uh, give me a low owns. We don't have projected ownership up because we're recording early because of Thanksgiving. It's technically Thanksgiving in Florida right now. Um, give me a running back low owned that you think will be low owned that scores a touchdown this week. David Johnson. I can't even argue that. Like I legitly can't argue that. Um, you think Miles Sanders will be popular this week? I think he might at five point one k, but I'll allow it. All right, we don't have ownership. I'm going to Miles Sanders. Give me a quarterback wide receiver stack for a touchdown. Cam Newton, DJ Moore. I wanted to say him during the 300 yards, but he's not going to do that, but he will get 30 uh, 30 fantasy points. I'm going to go Jimmy G to Debo Samuel. Give me a wide receiver, eight or more targets this week. I'm going Jerry Judy. I really like that. I really like that. Um, I think I'm going to go with the Homer pick here and say Jalen Waddle. You know, he's hit this in four of the five of the last six games, eight or more targets. So I'm going to go Jalen Waddle. Uh, tight end for a touchdown. Gronk. I like it. I'm going to go um, Pat Fairmead. Assuming Ebron doesn't play. Give me a defense that scores 10 or more points this week. The Texans. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, I'm going to go... Man. I am going to go with... I didn't realize how much I hated defense this week. I am not going to be worried about what defense I get in there this week for what it's worth. Um, Give me, I mean, give me the Eagles, I guess. I like that. They've scored a defensive touchdown three of the last four. They have four defensive touchdowns this season. I mean, I'll give me the Eagles. They got playmakers. So Uh, any final thoughts before we get out of here? Enjoy Thanksgiving. Pumpkin pie is trash. On that note, I'm definitely going to leave. Hope everyone has an awesome, awesome week 12. We'll be back week 13 next week. Good luck, everyone. See you then. Hey, kids.